Yo, we back after one hour, 40 minutes of potting after 400 episodes. After 400 episodes, we came back in the pot. We giving like a grand ass fucking podcast too. You feel me? Good. Flowing, you feel me? We had a good fucking hook to start us off with the llama llama shit and analogies and everything. Brung us right into the motherfucking pie. Guess what happened, folks? After one hour and forty minutes, after the four hundredth podcast, I look up and never fucking push the record button. Rookie mistakes, my nigga. Shit you know what I'm saying? Uh, so this is just content that uh. I'm putting in a documentary. You feel me? Uh, even after 400 episodes, play as fuck up. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. Let's let's have good 401. Yeah. 401.2. 401.2. <laughs> this episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Style, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. Westside T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? They didn't have enough energy to it, Jay. And it's your man, Dame, three underscores, 313. The Westside landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then motherfucker, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and this bitch all rise. I am a bourbon drinking black belt. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 401. On you hoes. Point two. Point two. We didn't even do that last episode. Uh, nigga, 100, one hour, 40 minutes of potting. Let's just be honest with the people. Me and Jay have been here with each other. It's now approximately 10 o'clock in the great city of Oak Park. Me and Jay have been here with each other since approximately 745. And we was potting. Potting. We was potting, and then we look up because I'm like, "Hey, yo, Macho sent a voice note, and I sent it to Jay to play." And he was like, "I looked I, down at the fucking mixer and like, how come it's not moving? We ain't recorded shit. We ain't record one motherfucking word." Now, granted, 
there some basic ass audio from the cameras that will not suffice for an audio experience, but that audio is going to make it to the internet somehow. It'll be there somewhere. It'll um, be in a documentary. It may just be some random shit on YouTube. Maybe uh, some random shit on IG. So listen, how about this? I want you to do the Llama Llama Red Pajama. Give me a song. Uh, what's your favorite beat? Uh, <laughs> give me some Wu Tang. Triumph. Nah, I don't know if I can do it. To triumph. <laughs> uh, or some Big. Okay. All right. B I G instrumentals. All right. I think I know which one is gonna come up first. Okay. Um, and let me try and find. Uh, But is it going to give me... I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Mama Llama, Red Pajama, Mama Llama. I don't yeah. know the rest of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to... I don't... I, they're not giving me like a free version of the book. Um, what is it called? All Mama right, Llama, right. Red Pajama. All right. All right. Hold on. Biggie. All right, look like it's going. Biggie. Yeah. Biggie. Uh. Llama Llama, Red Pajama. Reads the story to who? His motherfucking mama. Mama kisses, baby hair. Mama Llama goes all the way down the stairs. Llama Llama, Red Pajama. Feels, oh fuck. Yeah, get going. Uh, alone. What is mama? Okay, so baby mama wants to drink. What's his mama to think? She goes to the kitchen sink. I'm talking llama llama, red pajama. Calls down to who? His motherfucking mama. Mama says should be up soon. Be up soon, baby llama. Hums a tune, hums a tune. Llama llama, red pajama. Waiting, waiting. What he's waiting for is mama. Mama isn't coming yet. Coming yet. Baby llama, baby llama, starts to fret. Mama, mama, red pajama, whisper softly to his mama. Mama, what you doing? Cause he hear the phone. Mama starts to, mama starts to moan. Hey mama, what you doing? I play with my mama going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Llama, llama, red pajama. All right, dog. Uh, give me a beat, dog. What, what, what should I go Tupac. With? Oh, Tupac. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, we could definitely not. No, Mama, you dog. definitely could. Mama! <laughs> llama, llama. Red pajama would be softly for his mama. Mama was going. Nah, I don't like this too slow. They're a little too slow. Um, they got to toss it up. All right. Uh, or Nas. Okay. That's 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 more. What what was it? What did one you said before earlier today? New York State of Mind. Um. All right, fuck. We gonna fuck with this. Come on, Jay. Llama llama red pajama. 
Llama, llama, red pajama. Reads the stories with who? Read a story with his mama. Mama kisses, baby hair. Mama llama goes downstairs. Llama, llama, red pajama. Feels alone with who? Without his mama. Baby llama, I want to drink mama at the kitchen sink. The kitchen sink, I'm talking. Llama, llama, red pajama. Calls downstairs to his mama, the mama llama. Mama says she be up soon, be up soon, baby llama hums a tune, hums a tune, llama llama, red pajama, waiting, waiting, what's he waiting for, waiting for the mama, mama isn't coming yet, coming yet, baby llama start to fret, start to fret, start to fret, llama llama, red pajama, whimper softly for his mama, what you doing, cause I hear you on the phone, baby llama start to moan, what's going on, I don't like this tone, because mama mama, baby llama, got some baby mama drama for the mama and the daddy. I was like, no. <laughs> I knew New York State of mind was fit. I knew New York State of mind was fit. That's what's that up. That's fucking crazy, dog. So um, if you're not hip, it's a segment. What's um, what's the name of the show again? Uh, the Cruise Show. Yeah, the Cruise Show where he has different artists come up there and they all do llama llama red pajama. <laughs> Just over different beats. Yeah, you and think we, we th- should let them hear some of the some of the ones? They nope, because it'll be online. Oh, yeah, nope. Well, no. that's not gonna be online. Nope, because we, we we just missed it. All We're right, just lightning right. in the bottle, man. Lightning in the bottle, man. Uh, but that was straight. How y- how y'all think we did with the llama llama? You know what I would love to do? I would love for y'all not gonna do this shit. Y'all niggas scared. But send y'all best llama llama in. Dog. I'll play that shit in the show. I like. I think Cheyenne could pull it off. I think Ooh. June could pull it off too. June doing some cam shit on some dipset shit. I would love to hear. What do you think? Uh, uh, who? What would Verge do? I don't know, cause I've never heard Verge necessarily lean into one particular artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. He could come anywhere with it. Yo, Verge, you got to go three six mafia with it or Project Pat with it. I would be accepting of that. Uh, man, do niggas really fuck with Project Pat like that? No, I think it's cool for niggas to say they fuck with Project Pat like that. I think there are, there are, there are some people I know who really do. Okay, but I think it's cool to, for people to act like they been fucking with it and and. I didn't it. like Mister Don't Play when it first came out. I wouldn't. I thought Project Pat rapped real slow, and I just didn't understand the. The dialect yeah. of Memphis, like I just wasn't into it. And I, it was. No offense. At the time, I felt it was like some nursery rhyme shit. Like the beast was was banging or whatever, whatever. Uh, but they was just rhyming words. Now I did fuck with Three Six Mafia because I almost got kicked out of school, fucking with Three Six. Uh, they dropped Tear the Club up, and we had an idea for a song for the talent show called Tear the School Up, and I was definitely like, Tear the school up. Yeah, and like that was like no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no. That, that's not gonna work. No, out. my nigga. Yeah, like that radio singles was 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 radio singles. You feel me? Like we get it, but like walk, walk, tricking, tricking, tricking head. That shit sounded cool, but like I didn't like respect them as like rappers or some shit like that. I knew I knew they dropped hits because I remember being young and sneaking into the strip, sneaking into a titty bar. And Gangsta Boo was performing, and she performed with them dollars at. Yeah. And when I saw, like, when I heard the song and saw the effects of it in the strip club, like, I knew she was, like, kind of country with her talk. Yeah. But, like, you can't deny a hit. Like, a hit is a hit. 
Uh, and I guess I, I guess I should clarify. So during that time frame, like I was rapping, and my friends were rapping, and I was into a different type of rap. Yeah. Right. So I have respected like you a backpack rapper. That's quote unquote real rap. So this stuff I thought was, I just didn't understand it. I right was, now I understand it and I can respect it for what it is or whatever. Um, see, I was starting to get into Southern rap because like Juvie had like dropped. Of course. And then like my homeboy Kyron used to always listen to the big timers. Like when they first came out and I was like, yo, this shit whack. Yeah. But like, it was his car, so like when you ride with a nigga, he listen to what the fuck he gonna listen to. But he used to bang that whoa, 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 keep. And I was like, oh, whoa, this. I was it's like, this shit. Hobby. Two bitches in the bin, two bitches in the lobby. I was like, this shit hard. So that's what kind of like made me change my opinion. But it took me like, I needed to be a little bit more grown before I appreciated Project Pat. But the thing is, so like I told y'all, me and my brother, we had like every No Limit CD, you know what I'm saying? So we listened to the shit. I just, I just never, I enjoyed it too. There are no limit shit. I just never thought they was good rappers. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that time, 95, 96, 90, like if I would listen to a Tupac and I listen to No Limit, like Tupac is clearly the better rapper. Right. Uh, a rapping Fote, clearly the better. Like, they didn't sound like they knew how to rap, but it rhymed. And the beach was cool, and it was, I like what they were saying. Dog, I love me some rapping Fote. That yeah. was my nigga. I love like, me some rapping Fote. I fuck with DJ Quick Heavy, um, Warren G, um, Ice Cube, of course. Um, I remember I duped my mama into letting me get some. So, like, my dad would let me, he would buy me whatever hip-hop I was into. My mama was not trying to hear that shit. Yeah. But my dad would like, he bought me Doggy Style, he bought me The Chronic, like, he like took me to Sam Goody so I could buy them shits. Like, he was in full support of that shit. My mama wasn't so much. But I remember like, somebody had told her like, DJ Quick had a gospel song, mm -hmm. and it was safe and sound. Cause on the hook, we like, some believe in Jesus, and some, some believe, believe in Allah. But niggas like me, believe in making And titles. somebody from the church like, told her it was a gospel song, and she was like, if you want to get that new DJ quick, I was like, of course I do. And then when she like heard it, heard it, she was like, nah, this ain't the, I said, this the the, the Jesus Allah line right here. Man, what you think about this? Well, one, I got a similar experience. Um, I've, I've told the story before, but when um, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood came out, I had the, the CD on the dining room table. My dad came in, and DMX is literally standing in a pool of blood, yeah, like this. And he's like, "No, what is this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's cool. He got, he got a, he, he got, he got a prayer song going out." <laughs> and I played it for him. He was like, "Why he yelling at you?" <laughs> he like, "Why he yelling at God?" He was standing in a playful manner because my dad, you know, he always laughing and joking and shit. But I had an idea. It's not even my idea, but we talked about it on one of these pods. You know that dude who be listening to music with his dad. Mm -hmm. um, I watched them watch Scarface Tiny Desk. And I'm like, I kind of want to do that with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like all the music that we was listening to that he had no idea that we was listening to or he may have heard, but like you never like heard it. Like Too Short? Uh, Too Short don't really have a song that I would, that I think would be good enough for us to listen together. Okay. But if never seen a man cry till I see my a man die, like my father would understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
and like listen to the shit for like the art value, so to speak. I was like, I think that would be cool on the, on the internet. It's not a new idea. That the reaction videos is like a lot, but like I, I kind of want to do that shit. I think you should, especially over the holiday. Yeah, just I set think. up the camera. Just create a memory. Yeah, and I, you know, if it go viral, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know man, I mean? did you watch the Scarface Tiny Desk three times? Scarface is a blues is a blues musician, for real. I also noticed that Scarface never actually played that guitar he was holding. He played a couple chords. <laughs> that nigga was like, <laughs> he played a couple chords. He was holding that motherfucker, but he never actually played. He didn't that like get loose with it, but he played some chords on. A he few might songs. hit four strokes, pause, like tops. Because I when I I didn't notice it the first time, right? But the second time watching, and then the third time when I watched them watch it, I like, yo, he's not actually playing, actually. It's just about the vibe. It's about the feeling. You know, it's fucking Scarface. Man. And then, of course, he greets his father with his hands out. So, of course, I listened to that a bunch of times. So then I made the actual playlist from the original songs. But then I just uh, just been in a Scarface mood all week. And Scarface, man, he is a, a, a wonderful storyteller. And he has a very... He has full control over his voice. That's yeah. his instrument. And you know it's Scarface. You don't doubt it. You know it's Scarface. And you you can one hundred percent see it in this tiny desk when he when he's talking certain things. Bring that voice down low and to, then he bring, to pull you in, man. To to pull you into the story. The prayer that he says at the end of Smile still sound as you pass through the gates. I hope the angels. I mean, like, come on, man. What he was saying was not entirely different than what uh, Super was saying he saw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all about that near-death experience. You see something. And you going through the... Don't get me out my I've been in I've been in I've been a I've been in that rabbit hole, YouTube rabbit hole bag. And um, as you journey into outer space, space, I hope the angels help you lead the way. Cause it's it's we all we all sit me and Soup sat here and cried together with a similar story, like that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Go ahead and knock that dude say down. Ah. There you go. Um, but I love that time. I think Scarface might have dropped the best Tiny Desk of the year. Usher was this year. Yeah, Usher was this year. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Tiny Desk is um is really good, man. Juvenile dropped one this year. Yeah, y'all gassed that juvenile up so much that I didn't want to watch it when I watched it and then when I went back it was just okay to me. Somebody else dropped a really good one too. Babyface. But, I ain't watched Babyface. Yeah, Babyface cuz he had like tank singing back up. Babyface dropped a good one. I like the tiniest NPR. How did NPR pull that off? I don't know. NPR been out for every. NPR is probably the first podcast I ever listened to. A podcast on NPR. It was called Freakonomics. I wonder if they ever had Jill Scott. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. I saw Jill Scott perform once live, and like I don't get emotional about music and movies and shit, but Jill Scott was performing live. She was going through that breakup with her child's father. I forget what song she was singing, but she had her shoe. She was like singing barefoot on stage 
and she broke down crying and she was like, I'm going through something. She was like, I still love this man. And like, you know, Jill Scott music basically be about love and she be singing from a place of soul and she looked so beautiful that night. And like, man, like legit a tear, like I could feel tears swelling up, like, cause I get it. Man, I wasn't seeing Jill Scott down at Shane Park one time. She's singing her ass off. And um, all that things that you just said, I've, I've, that's how I felt, and I felt that same sentiment. And then she was giving head to the microphone, like explaining. I was like, yo, I've never seen this side of Jill before. And But she was like doing a little, it's part of her show. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm not mad at this side of Jill Scott, but I had never seen that side of Jill Scott before. Jill Scott's sexy in a motherfucker too, man. I, would, I wouldn't mind a little alone time with her. You know, you know, I don't want to. Like, I saw a video of her today where she was talking in a car about the type of shit that she like and stuff like that. I'm like, man, Jill just seems so fucking cool, man. She is, and I also feel like I could grab her by the throat, and I like mm-hmm. that type of shit. You know, I, I don't want to redo the earlier pod that we was doing, but you know who we was talking about, who I think is still sexy and a motherfucker be singing her ass off, motherfucker Shante Moore. Oh yeah. I thought you was going somewhere. I thought you about to tell me about another woman that you would love to grab by the throat. Rihanna? I can see that. I, I, fit, I would want Rihanna to spit in my mouth when I grab all her right, by the man. throat. Uh, you, don't, you don't like, like all jokes aside, you ain't never let like a woman spit in your mouth? Mm-mm. Never? Mm-mm. Okay. I let a woman spit in my mouth because it's Tuesday. I like that shit. I like that shit, baby. What we said on the last pod, man. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be perverted and then there's some get nasty life, shit. Get your life together. <laughs> man, we had a good pod. You um, did. It's, it's dead, though. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think I should... Uh, what if... Hear me out. What if I did one of those episodes with my pops... And then you did one with your oldest son. Because y'all don't listen to the same music. He did not grow up on the same shit that you did. No, not at all. And even if he was playing in the car, I don't even know if he was listening to it for sure, for sure. Like, what's Every song? now and again, he sprinkle in something that we both listen to. I know he fuck with Kendrick. Okay. Like, I know he fuck with Kendrick. Nah. Yeah, but that ain't what you grew up on. You no. Feel me? You an adult. What would be something that you would want him to listen to? Like, so... I mean, there's songs that you came of age to, right? Like, what's a song that you would love for your son to listen to, or y'all listen to together? Ice Cube. What song? Maybe something like Steady Mobbing. Okay. Why Steady Mobbing? Because that's a song that I definitely, like, grew up on. He knows Ice Cube from, like, music. I mean, from, like, TV, movies. Friday and shit like that. Yeah, like. Well, shit, maybe not even Friday. Then. That shit break out. Are we there yet? Yeah. You know, sh- shit like that. Like, nigga. I grew up on death certificate, you know, NWA, like, you know, Ice Cube was a soundtrack to my, America's Most Wanted, you know, shit like that. Ice Cube was a soundtrack to my youth. Have I played Cube around the kids? Yeah, but like they hear the shit like that's on the radio, like, you know, today was a good day. You know, that's, that's Ice Cube, Radio Cube, but like nigga, to me like Steady Mobbing, was like conscious and hard. Yo, you ever heard Lupe Steady Mobbing? No, I haven't. It's really good. He used the same beat. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. It's really, really good. So that's really good, dog. 
It's early Lupe too. Really good. Um, is there a movie that you would want to watch with him? A movie. It'll be a gangster movie, hood movie. Yeah. Uh, if it was, if we was going gangster movies, uh, Goodfellas. Man, we know what's so funny is after that Tubi movie I told you was watching them like Goodfellas came right on after that shit. Okay. To me, Goodfellas is like a flawless movie, all the way through. You know, all the way through Goodfellas. But the only thing that'd be hard for me in that area is like his mom was like a movie buff, so it wouldn't be shit for her to sit at home on a Saturday, and they would just watch movies together all day. So I don't know if he's seen Goodfellas or has the same love and appreciation, but like that would be something I would want to watch with, watch with him. Uh, and then like maybe one of the classics, like Boys in the Hood. I'm thinking like South Central, shit like that. Deuce here, OG, OG Bobby, you know what I'm saying? Because um, like the man. He I got Ray Ray out there stealing radios. Really Manchester. <laughs> he got Ray Ray out there stealing radios. Dog, I, OG Bobby Johnson. This is OG call. <laughs> yeah. It taught niggas how to be game bangers and shit. Uh, give niggas structure and shit. And ta- that's where Tattoo T is from. Yeah. For the rest of the world, rather. Putting potato on the end of the gun. I ain't yeah. never, you ain't never seen that no. shit before. I was ten year, nine years old, ten years old. You know, clearly, at age 10... 1992 was probably wild. 92, 93, last, what, week and a half ago we went to, we talked about 1993. But that 92, 93, between, There's a lot of shit going on. Between 10 and 11, dog, a lot of the reason culturally, not just like what I've been, not what my parents taught me and how I was raised, but a lot of culturally, musically, and movies and shit, all that shit happened about 10 years old, dog. We was legit outside. And when I say outside, not like the cute way, like we was outside all day. Yeah, no, we were just outside. Yeah. And like we would play basketball like in somebody's driveway and have a boom box outside. And that's the shit that we listened to. I was listening to Ice Cube. I was listening to Spice One. I was listening to like I was, Onyx. I used to listen to Mac 10 all the time, dog. Full life. Yeah. I used to listen to that Mac 10 shit all the time. And that's what we was just outside digesting. And we would listen to it so much, like, we would be hooping and rapping it. And, then like, the summertime, I don't know, man. Our memories is probably a little tapped. But, like, for me, in the summertime, shit was always sunny, dog. Like, there wasn't a gloomy day in the summertime. There's never a time in the summertime where I want – when I was old enough to be outside and be gone – like, look, my, my nigga Rich lived up the street. We would connect maybe about 11 o'clock, hoop, go to the Coney and eat, maybe play Super Nintendo for like an hour or something just to like chill out, hoop some more. And we in the, my next door neighbor, Marcel, his grandma lived next door and he lived across the street um, a couple houses down. But Nine o'clock in the morning, we outside. Yeah. All you, all it took was one of, cause he had a basketball rim on his garage. I had one on my garage. So whoever you know was up sound. first and that boom, 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 are we out? We out, fucking looking for bottles, um, so we can go up to the Coney Island on Jerome and Evergreen and get you a, a chili fried with cheese for two dollars and one cent. 
we need 20 bottles, nigga. We got some chili fries. Or we get a that Sprite bottle, and you get under the cap, you get a free one, but 10 cent deposit, so you get a bottle back, get that, like, then we on bicycles, you know what I'm saying? Going up, yeah. the, going up the Rouge, go through the trail, pop out on the other side of Warren, behind this little diner, behind there there's another little trail, and it's like a little, um, two big hills, and then there's some swings out there. They go out there and chill. Like, and we just be outside all day. And we learned how to navigate the streets. We learned how to navigate danger. You heard sounds. You saw shit. Nigga, you could literally get four snacks with a quarter. I get a annihilator, some chips, fucking juice, and some gum. And we be out. One dollar. One dollar. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, in my brain, um, other times, besides times that it rained, uh, it was always sunny um, in the summertime. We was always outside um, playing uh, playing basketball, um, playing baseball. Um, we had the gloves. Riding bikes. Riding bikes, throwing baseball. Football, pick them up, mix them up, sideline tackle. You know what I'm saying? You're playing in the street, sideline tackle. So you're on the sideline on the grass, you can tackle anything else to yeah. in touch. Um yeah, we just had a really good time, you know, being youth and being outside, being kids and shit. But around that 90, 90, 91 through 93 area is where you picked up a lot of music. Um, I picked up a lot of negative culture. <laughs> Greatest summer of my life, me and my boy Rich always say it was summer 95, going into ninth grade. Greatest summer of my life. We was outside all the time. We was hooping all the time. I was able to, like – Get we was able to like go to the barber shop by ourselves, navigate haircuts, figure out what we was gonna eat. That was around a time where like, hey ma, I want this for dinner. She she leave out some instructions. Make it. I'll be home about five thirty. You and Rich will figure it out. Yeah, man. Uh, my house was the spot to come to to play basketball. Um, we had a house next door to us burned down, so we had a lot. And my pop put a, a basketball rim on the other side of the garage. Well, on the other side of the um, yard. And he paved it. You know what I'm saying? Made the bricks. So we had like a, a little hoop area and shit. Yeah. All the, to- the two-on-two tournaments was in the backyard and shit. Shit was just lit, man. Um, it was just a great time to be a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm just thinking like it'd be movies or something like that I would like to experience with him because I just don't know if he ever like really got into it and it probably would look crazy to him now like South Central was groundbreaking because it was set in a time we was actually growing up in but like again South Central was probably about 20 to 25 years before he was born so like the shit probably looked like probably looked like Colors yeah because Colors was before my time Though I was alive. Yeah. It was before my time. It wasn't even that much before my time. When you think about it, it was only like two, a year and a half, two years before um, Boys in the Hood. But, like, it was still before my time. Yeah, it was. You know what I'm saying? And Colors had some amazing actors. But, like, just at the time when I was old enough to get into movies, nothing about Colors resonated with me until I got much older. Yeah. And it looked like Colors looked this so – it looked for me. It looked old. It looked old. And Boys in the Hood didn't. Yeah. But that's wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like we was growing up in the same time as Boys in the Hood. 
And granted, Ice Cube was older than us. Ice Cube didn't seem like 20 years older than us. You know, Morris Chestnut was in it, but like Morris Chestnut looked like a child. He looked like a, a high school boy in fucking Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is, though, when I watch Boys in the Hood now, the niggas do not look like kids. The niggas look grown as fuck. Niggas look grown as hell, dog. Um, I didn't look like that when I was in high school. I was like, I look like a fucking kid. I remember when my dad was older. He didn't look like fucking Furious Styles. <laughs> he looked like dad. Like Furious looked like he was still cool. What's so interesting is when I look back at older pictures, uh, my father and my parents from when I was like little, like them niggas look young. In the pictures now. Yeah. But then, them niggas always look old. Like, I used to think my dad ain't never have hair. This nigga had a whole, whole full head of hair. I remember my dad having a whole set of hair. Like, he's always had a full beard. I've never seen him without, at any point in my life, I've never seen him without a beard. What? Never. How, he never cut it off. Like, beard by Joe? Yo, yo, no, like, like a, a full, like, now he's, you know, as he got older and sick and shit, it was like, it was thinner. It was closer to his face sort of like mine was, but his beard was always full for like most of my life. My dad, uh, he either had a beard or um, just a mustache. He never rocked a goatee. Do I have a, do I have a picture of my dad with a goatee? They just always, my dad just always looked like a man as far back as I can remember. I remember when he cut his hair bald, like that was because he was graying and shit. But like, other than that, like the beard has always remained synonymous with his look. Um, I'm trying to look, I'm looking through some old pictures and shit. Oh, he always either have a beard or he knew his look, just a mustache. He knew his look. I don't know, man. That look, that look kind of, kind of. Like, yeah. It's a light beard. It's a light beard. He looked like he ready for work, though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he looked like he ready to clock in. Man, I'm looking at pictures of my parents. Then he was in Mexico. I'm like, what the fuck did y'all go to Mexico? And like, who was you and your brother at? Yeah, like, when did y'all go to Mexico? When did y'all have fun without us? Right. Yeah, this was like my dad. He was a, even had a beard or just a fresh, fresh shave. And that's what he typically had most times, just a just a mustache. Yeah. Oh, you know that's a little something. I don't know what that is. Still had the chin strap. Though. Yeah, he still had the chin. He still maintained a respectable amount of facial hair. Oh shit! Look at that. That's a goatee, ish. It ain't connect. Nah, nah. <laughs> that's the bottom beard and, and the top beard. You feel me? Just but that's what you said his look was. Yeah. He didn't remain consistent to it. Yeah. That's when you say get in the chair, what you want? The regular? Yeah. The usual? <laughs> My dad used to shave in the bathroom with a butter knife and magic shave. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit was never good. That shit never got a clean shave. In my like that shit just wasn't the, the technology for clean shaves now wasn't out then. I feel you. I bought him some bevel shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I remember like my old dude. He ain't used to let me get no lineup. Just mm. fade. 
<laughs> Why? I don't know. Just fade. I mean, I, natural. His thing was natural line. Well, he probably want, you know he was probably cheap. You know what? He had a he was a good he's a smart man. He didn't want to put your shit back, push your shit back. You know what I'm saying? Because kid, then these do be pushing your shit back. But I remember when I was old enough to get my own haircut, and somebody like you, how you want me to line to like sharp, line it up. Like that was my way of like breaking free. Like I'm paying for my own haircuts. I got my own barber. That's how me and my brother used to be. My brother cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? And um. Whenever we was he was angry, man. We was beefing. He wouldn't cut my hair and shit. So like when I started going to the barbershop, it kind of pissed him off. But like, I got my own money now. Yeah, I don't gotta come to you for I got you, you the can't plug. Impress, you can't impress me no more, Dwayne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what's so funny and shit, dog? Because I'm always ahead of the game. Like and on a lot of different shit, I'm ahead of the game. Come on, man. Just go wherever you go with this um, shit. So my brother used to come here sometimes. He did a decent job, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it wasn't always, like, the 100% best. Right. And I I remember I tried to, like, go behind it and, like, fix something. Fucked it up. And I fucked it up. You know what I did, though? Because I, I, was, I was going to Cassidy this time. I can't be in school with a fucked up haircut. You cannot. You can't go to school with a Timmy. Cannot go to school with a Timmy. Um, and I had fucked up, like, a, a, a line somewhere here. You know what I did? I was in Mr. Willard's class. What we doing? I forget. Was that Mr. Willard? Mr. Willard was art. Yeah. And I was in somebody art class. Photo. We like was doing like uh, we had like charcoal and everything. Nigga, I took some motherfucker charcoal and I darkened that shit in. What that what that motherfucker was at? Beijing. I was doing enhancements before enhancements was enhancements, dog. Cause like you know I had waves, so you you brush that shit down. I took that motherfucking charcoal from my uh from my my, my and just blended it in. I blended that shit in, brushed that shit down, blended that shit in, cause like you can't go in that bitch with a look in your hair. You're right. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a long day. I painted shoes when I was in high school. I painted some Jordans, um, the black and red Jordans. I painted bitches black and yellow. I painted bitches black and blue. I painted bitches black and green. Autumn Jordan colorways eventually came out, the Jordan Twelves. Yeah. But like. I was using like my dad painted models, you know what I'm saying. So I went into the garage and got some model paint. Okay. So that shit was shiny, and you know what I'm saying. It wasn't the right paint. You feel me? But if I would have knew that was gonna be like a thing, you could have been rich by now. 1998, my nigga, I was painting shoes. Yeah, you could have been rich by now. You know, and I could have been enhancing niggas' hair. <laughs> but I was I was I was ahead of the curve. I just didn't know. Niggas be going crazy with that enhancement. That Man. enhancement and that white line, y'all niggas be doing too much. Man, I seen a nigga today, uh Mexican. Um, they don't even worry about cutting hair no more. He literally dyed the whole hair his whole hair and then faded the dye in. Like, fam, you didn't cut hair. You faded the dye in. So it looked like a perfect blend. It's all dye. $60. Shit, let me be $250. I seen a nigga get a $175 lineup, dog, on the internet the other day. He had dreads. He had locks, rather. He just got this part lineup, $175. I said, if you don't get your black ass out this white man's chair, what are you doing, <laughs> dog? $175, I ain't there yet. No. I ain't there yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember the first time I paid $40 for a cut, and I legit, like, argued Never. this. I legit argued the nigga down, and we was ready to fight. I never paid forty dollars for a cut. A half. No. The nigga that I paid forty dollars for a cut currently charges a hundred for a cut now. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. 
He's Ooh. a doctor of cutting hair. I'll pull him up later. Okay. But yeah, me and this nigga got into a full blown like yelling match in the barber shop about this forty dollar haircut. Now listen, man. Some people are better at cutting hair than others. Like, Absolutely. Like legitimate. Like what I do is different. Everybody's not like that, and y'all are taking all the liberties with these haircuts now. Like y'all taking way too many liberties. I get it. Times have changed. Back in the day, you can get you a haircut for ten dollars. Then it went to fifteen dollars. I used to get my haircut for five dollars. Then it went to twenty dollars. Then twenty five. Niggas charging hundred dollars and up for cuts and two hundred dollars and two fifty and shit like that. This is getting ridiculous, man. Like it's it's ridiculous, dog. It's a haircut. It's gonna be. I'm not crispy three days later, dog. Like let's stop it. Now. If it's a special guy, you about to get married, you about to do everything that Photo you can do. Photo shoot, something like that. I yes. can see you spending some extra time, but 250 my nigga. And I'm not coming back in two weeks. Now, one of my niggas, well, a couple of them, like, they go to the to, to the shop. Uh, they come with a hair wash, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine yards. Like, it's not that, it's not just that you, you sit down and 20 minutes later, it's $250. So, I mean, I guess it's a lot of stuff, but, like, 250 my nigga? Now it's about the. I mean, I, I put the value on. I, I get it. When niggas start explaining shit to me like that, I'm uninterested. I'm uninterested. If you choose, so this is how I look at shit like this. There's a price point where I'm not willing to pay. Yeah, for sure. I don't care what the skill set is. I just don't. It doesn't ha- hold that value to me, and I'm not willing to pay that. And once we've eclipsed that price point, then I'm just not going to indulge. But when you start explaining it to me like, nigga, but you're getting an experience. you getting it. I'll, Look, I'll, my I'll, nigga, if, that, if that's what you're willing to pay for your experience, that's fine. I'm not willing to pay that for my experience. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I seen a girl online. Um, was like, I, I made, I made $1,400 a day doing hair. And she was like, my client number one, I did this, I did, it was at 9 o'clock, such and such. Uh, $250, she left a $22 tip. Client number two at 11 o'clock, da, 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 $250, she left a $42 tip. I'm like, why you keep telling people how much the tip is? Pause. And then at the end, like today, I made, I don't know, $1,800, blah, blah, blah. Great. Um, I'm tired of the tutorials. I'm, I'm tired of the tutorials on everything. I'm tired of all the master classes. I'm tired of this is how you need to monetize whatever the profession. I'm tired of it. Everybody is an expert on everything. Because once I make a couple bands, I am an expert. Well, the, I know more than you. The, the the new gag is, well, the new hustle is teaching you how to do what I do. So I'm going to teach you, let's go to a class. Well, who certifies you to take this fucking class? Like, <laughs> to teach the class? Like, how you, I don't know, man. How does the accreditation work here? <laughs> so, like, my my photography page, time I spent a lot of time on my photography page this week and the last couple of weeks because I'm 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 growing tired of social media. Okay, um, but it's a different experience on that side of the game, right? Everything is art and cameras and the whole nine yards. But the ads over there is just about, well. This is how you grow your photography business. This is how you do this. And every single ad says the exact same thing from a different person. And everybody got this way to, I'm like, I, uh, 
I don't want to stop. It's enough. You know, I, I and I posted something like this on my story this week, but like sometimes shit just be cool just being a hobby. Like if you like to draw, you can just draw in the basement and that shit just be cool. You ain't got to make no money off of it. You don't. And you don't got to be the best at it. Nah. But it's always a nigga that want to say something If you want to freestyle you. and record it, you can, and you don't never have to put it out. That's just your music. Or, or you don't never got to take it to the next level, right? You know what you, you know what you should do on your next video you don't drop up? Like some nigga called my phone and shit, um, looking for some studio time or some shit, and for free. Like you know, we're not taking on. I'm not taking on any uh, you know, free clients right now. Um. Appreciate you checking out, blah, blah, blah. Then he came me back a couple minutes later. Like, I was checking out your page. You know what it's missing? <laughs> humor me. Uh, humor me. I think y'all should be doing, y'all need some humor. You know what I'm saying? It's not really funny. And then, 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 then. and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old. Uh, I, I'm like, you got any, like, what do you, who you work with? Like what, I don't have anything to show you, but I'm telling you guys, I should come up on there and I can do this and I'm do that. I'm like, this is the studio page. Like this is other podcasters and everything. Like this, like I'm like, all right. Oh, you know what? That's cool, man. I appreciate the feedback. Um, you enjoy the rest of your day. You know what I'm saying? He just excited. He called back. He feel like he need an opportunity. Call back a couple minutes later. I said, fam, what's going on? What you doing? You want to book some time? Because at this point, now you playing. I don't, I don't need no more advice. Whenever I'm not doing no free, we're not doing no. I'm not taking no free clients at the moment. So if you need something else, you gonna like what? You, you got a book? What the fuck? I don't. I I ain't signed up for you to give me advice on how to start something that I've been doing for seven years. What did he want with that last call? I cut into him immediately because at this point, I've been nice t- two different times. Like, listen. At this point, I'm, I need to do something else, my friend. Jesus Christ, y'all! I'm telling y'all, y'all need me. I'm a. Uh, it was some. We- it was. A, it was a very weird request. Like I'm like a Arabic Christian comedy or some shit. Like it was something weird. A bunch of words that don't go together uh, in succession. <laughs> you know like, what, man? Maybe I'm just gonna see you at the top, homie. You know. You know what? Because maybe cause- I can be the, the your your. I can. This is your villain. I'm the villain story. Whatever. Def well, Jam like, had the opportunity to sign Jay at the bottom level and they didn't. And maybe this is maybe this is our story that you came to us at the ground level and we just didn't see the vision. So I see you at the top, my nigga. Listen, man, I've done a lot of uh pro bono work, you know, and some I would probably still do in the future, but like I'm not taking free clients right now. So it's the best way of me to tell you no. Um, but I I didn't sign up for, for feedback. So Stop calling my phone. Arabic Christian comedy. It was some random. That wasn't it, but it was like three random items that don't go together. God bless it, man. I hope. And he was like, I was working with another person. I'm like, so what happened with that one? He's like, oh, they stopped doing it. I'm like, well, how much are you paying with him? Because I told him how much it was an hour. He's like, man, that's a lot. That's a little bit. That's that's a lot. Like, it's actually not. It should be more. Um, but I didn't say that part. But. I'm like, so what you was kind of, kind of looking? I was trying to look for like for free. Like, so you want me to to record and produce for free for you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. For people coming up, 
I get it. I get it. Well, I really do. I get it. But when I was coming up, I went and got an iPad and a little iPad mic. Our first episode was recorded on an iPad. Yeah, and I mean, I I get I get in his spirit what, what he's talking about. He just young and he looking for an opportunity. Now he's long. He young and looking for a handout because the last person he was with was doing it for free. It was doing everything for free, and, and everything that was, not gonna that be was for your free. handout. That was your handout. You, I hope you got everything you could from that. Man, you know the best. So I share uh, when I I shoot something. Um, I send it to a couple people. You know what I'm saying? And like, he wants some feedback. Yes, give me some. Feedback. I send it some shooters some 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 to James. Like, you want some feedback? Cause it's a question. If I say, hey, check this out. Tell me what you think about it. I'm a- I'm literally asking you for feedback. Yeah. Or if I share something, the question is, are you open for feedback? Because if so, then I can give you some feedback. And if not, I didn't ask you for this, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I didn't. Thanks for critiquing the studio page. I hope you make it, young brothers. I really do. <laughs> we just won't be able to assist you at this moment. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, man. Tomorrow, Uh. shout out to Farrell. Farrell's birthday tomorrow. Uh, okay. Today is Nelson's birthday too. Yeah, shout out so to happy Nelson. birthday to the homie Nelson Sanders. Um, but uh, Farrell posting the project that I worked on with him and uh, Carhartt and everything. Uh, man, you know it was interesting, dog, because we shot the I shot the Carhartt thing two different times. Shot the first one, I really liked it. Um, and then they wanted like some reshoots or something. Well, they wanted. They said they wanted a little bit more emotion um, from them or, so, or something like that. So we did uh, a second one, and I thought the second one was really, really good. And um, then he, they sent over, and we did some voiceovers. We got, like, it was a lot, you know what I'm saying? And the company sent over a version that they put together, and they merged the two versions together, and it was totally different music, took the voice out, uh, put some interesting graphics uh, on it. And I'm like, yo, this not. It's not your vision? <laughs> it wasn't your, it, it wasn't. It's like, it's like, yo, everything in here I shot. You, you know what I'm saying? So but I ain't like, shoot it like this. So like everything that's in your house right now, you bought. You got it where you want to. But if I came in your bedroom and switched everything around, then it's like. It's, it's still like, it's still my stuff, but I didn't want it organized like this. Yeah, but uh, he talked to me. He got the the second one we did is gonna get posted tomorrow. Okay, uh, on Carhartt page. Uh, it's gonna be a a, a shared post. That's what's up. Think, you know what I'm saying? So that's dope, man. And um, I hope everybody like it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And um, I hope you like it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> so I hope everybody like it, man. Is that's uh interesting. So I can't wait to see it. So shout out to shout out to my homie, my brother. Happy birthday. Um How old Farrell turning? Like thirty five? No, nah, not even that old. Oh, okay. Farrell young, dog. <laughs> uh man. But uh yeah, man. It's been it's been pretty dope. Uh this how the year should be ending with some wins and we gonna steamroll that into twenty twenty four. Yeah. I kind of want to do. Oh yeah. So listen. Also, man, listen, dog. Uh, we've been shooting this. I've been shooting this documentary for Shop Talk. 
uh, for 400 episodes. You feel me? So we dropped 400 last week. I ain't really make a giant fanfare of it. You feel me? Because we got a, a doc coming in, and it's I didn't want to take the shine away from the the real yeah, yeah. the real celebration. Uh, I had curve, not curve. Um, had the twins uh, say some stuff on there. Uh, Aunt did name tag. <laughs> name tag is funny. <laughs> Uh, name tag. I talked to name tag earlier. Um, I'm gonna send them a 10.99 for next year. Uh, and I, I got I got like one or two more people. Um, I'm gonna get. And uh, yo, it's a theme that I didn't realize that everybody fucking mentioned. <laughs> it's, okay, it's you care funny. to share? Nope, nope. Uh, but I don't. I haven't even recorded any parts for it yet. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that out this weekend, or I'm gonna th- knock my parts out this weekend. And, and edit everything together. I think it's gonna be really, really good, dog. Like I really do. And some fun, some humor, uh, some serious. You know, what I'm saying emotional, all that other good stuff. Um, Peak gonna supply some um, some beats, instru- uh, instrumentals. Okay. And um, I, I'm 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 excited for people, you know, to 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 see it and hear it. Um, I hope we really get that last part that we waiting on. Yeah, I mean, if so, if not, it'll be all right. If it's not on video tape, you know what I'm saying, it'll be all right. Yeah. Um. But uh, man, it's, I, I I can't wait. Okay, I'm I'm I can't wait to see it. Yeah, man. I I you know I don't know why I've I've, I've had an affinity for cameras. I don't know where it came from, how it started, but even back in CAS in ninth grade, I was developing film in a dark room. You know what I'm saying? I literally have no idea where it came it's from. Some about the process of documenting things, and I think that gets so lost now with these smart devices that we that we hold on to. I remember getting excited about Polaroids. I remember I used to work at a one-hour photo booth when I was back in high school, so I would get like the little disposable cameras and just develop them at work. And I just remember the excitement of like forgetting what's on a camera. And then you get it developed and you have all these memories. Yeah. I think right now we're in an era of a bunch of different micro blogging sites where you get to experience that thing like immediately, right? I recently purchased um, a camera. It's like $65. It's an eight megapixel camera. And it looks like an old school Polaroid, not Polaroid, like an old school Kodak camera. Um, it's a digital camera. Ain't no screen on the back. So once you take the picture, you gotta connect it to a computer to get the to get, get the, the photos off. Yeah. And you look through that, you gotta look through the through the eye thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's an eight megapixel camera, so the picture itself when you take it, it look cool, but if you like zoom in, it's it's not it's not as sharp as the camera um on your phone. But I like it that way though. You know what I'm saying? Because you capture moments and you actually living in a moment. So I remember I'm, photo albums. Yeah. You know what? And I used to get excited. Like, I remember, like, when we would have certain family members come over, we would pull out the photo album. And we reminisce and look at people like, oh, man, what's such and such name right here? And you kind of connect those dots. And that's that's just a piece of history and family that we don't have anymore. Yeah. My um. My family, one of the people in my family bought my grandma like a digital frame, a digital photo frame, right? And this one is pretty cool because there's like a QR code that you can scan 
and you can upload photos too. So while you out and about all over the country, wherever you at, like you can upload the picture to her, to the software or whatever. And now by sitting on her mantle or whatever, she, she got gets a, new pictures, she got a new picture, a new memory. And I start looking at like digital photo frames, like big ones that I can put around the crib. Them shits is expensive. Yeah, but like, but they even Samsung actually makes a photo TV where it's it sits on the wall and then the outside of it, it looks like a looks like a photo frame. Okay. And it's not just a TV. Um it's like a matte display and somehow it just makes it look like there's a picture on the wall. That's dope. Um about six, seven hundred dollars. I've been thinking about getting one because I have a lot of pictures that I've taken and I've never purchased I've never purchased a print of anything I've ever took. I've never printed anything out, actually. Clients have, you know what I'm saying? But I have I've never done it. So I remember you saying that you wanted to do that at one time. Now I do have an idea that I have to I am going to try to do this. I'm gonna say it publicly so that people can hold me accountable for it. So what I would like to do is to have a gallery. A one night where I put all of these pictures that I take in, right? But the gallery, I want to take pictures of all my friends. Like portraits, individual portraits of them. Um, and you know, like when you go to an art gallery, there's like a little card and you read about the picture, right? Mm-hmm. And I want for people to go and read like, this is the reason I love this person. This is the reason that this person is my friend. And all the people inside of the room, everybody's not invited, sorry. Um, but all of the people inside of the room will be my friends. And they probably will have a picture up there of themselves. And then everybody can go around the room and read and be like, find out why each of these people like are important inside of my life. Okay. Um, and it, I mean, it's going to be called friends. <laughs> That'd be or dope. Something or whatnot. I, I want to do it for my birthday. You know what I'm saying? So this birthday. Yeah. So you got time. Yeah. I got, I got time. Um, I want to shoot the pictures. I want to get them uh, blown up and, and, you know, find a spot where we can go and, you know, cause I know it'd be my birthday, but I also just want to celebrate the people that make life worth living. You know what I'm saying? You want to get to another leer because of the people that's in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I want to do that. I'm going a, I'm to a challenge myself to do that. I'm going to challenge myself to um, take a picture of something every single day. Okay. Um, so whether that's with um, one of my, one of these bigger, more expensive cameras, um, either or the, the, the quote unquote cheaper camera that I get, I'm going to challenge myself to take a picture of something every day. And between now and then, I'm going to see if I can get together with my friends and get a, a portrait of them and or a possible like a picture of where I, I, don't, I haven't figured out either where I met them from or them doing the thing that makes me love them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you got to flush that one out, but that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Man. Like, so say, all right, this person is a doctor. 
maybe I get you while you saving lives, not saving lives, whatever, in your doctor shit. Yeah. And you and your natural like, man, this person's a great leader, a great, a great mom, a great father. When do I get you? At Catch home? you at the crib with the kids. Yeah, that type of stuff. And That'd be uh, a dope idea, man. Yeah. You got time to pull that off. Yeah. Call it, you know, a one night only, a one gal, a gallery called friendship. I'm about to say because one night only is we know those a little bit different. No. We don't know those are different. You know, that's the same thing like with OnlyFans. Took something so innocent and now they've perverted it. You feel In me? Detroit, a one night only is she dancing at the Panthe for one night dressed like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> Chaps sexy and ass boy. out. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, yeah, I, w- I want to do that. You ever man. dated a girl that did a one night only? I dated a full blown stripper. Okay. I saw her every night. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go uh, visit her at work? Yeah, that's where I met her at. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. We was, you know, this is around me. We was hanging at this. We was at the Brass Key. Okay. Like, we were just there every day during the daytime. Doing at nighttime, we was just, we was just there. I get it. And um, you know, you learn to you you meet some ladies. Shit. I just had a, I found a different respect for strippers because before then, they wasn't real people. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. just. They're not real people, but like once you like, it sounds wild. <laughs> once you get to know them, yeah, it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so your name is not Juicy Jasmine. Yeah, her name was Jasmine too, for sure. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, shit. Uh, you know, but yo, you call. So was that. you was you like you know I can get you away from this life? No, not at all. Cause I could not get you. Away from that life. <laughs> I said I was in my first apartment on Eight Mile, and she stayed in the worst apartments further down on Eight Mile. I could not get you out of this life. However, I gotta go to work at nine o'clock in the morning, and you calling me this four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I know you just got free, but uh, I'm in deep sleep. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm it, in deep sleep. It didn't. It didn't last long. You know what would be the worst thing when you wake up from that deep sleep? And then you look at the clock like, if I go back to sleep right now, I can get three and a half more hours in. Woo! But you never go back to sleep right now. It was me last night. Four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, I need to go sleep like right now. I go to sleep right now. So then, I just, then I just woke up. I don't even remember when I fell asleep. <laughs> Nigga, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put myself to sleep. Nigga, I put my the eye bet the eye thing majiggy on the block. It all never shit. works. It never works. I got fucking uh, YouTube music playing that that you zoom out to and shit. When I go to Inception, they be playing all type of you know. It was that type of music. I'm yeah, like, that shit would not work, man. Only thing that helped me like when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep, I gotta take a shower. Mm. I gotta take a shower. I got to go through that whole fake process that I do to go to sleep every night to get back to sleep. That's the only thing that's going to help. They said technically um, you got to turn the heat down. The cooler you are um, at night, the faster you'll go to sleep and the better sleep that you get. I'm like, man, that's interesting. But apparently I went down this rabbit hole too. There's some science behind that shit. Okay. Well, give me a good hot shower and about 20 minutes later, I'll be back asleep. You know why? Because if you take a hot shower, then your body cools down from that hot shower. And that so coolness still the probably same, put yeah. Still the same method. Damn, you know I thought I was beating science. No, you're probably helping it, low-key. That's probably what actually helps it for sure. 
Did your body temperature drop after you come out that hot shower? Yeah. That shit probably help you. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe that. I'm thinking a cold shower put me to sleep. I need to take a hot one. Yeah, I think people that take cold showers and shit be insane. I don't give a fuck what they say. What the my hot, my water ain't hot enough. Turn how you the, turn the hot water? How you turn that just shit? Just go up? turn the hot water. Just turn the tank up for the hot water heater. Just turn it up. But it's only in the bathroom that it's not hot enough. Then you might need to get a plumber out. Like low key. It's not even the bathroom. It's just the shower that's not hot enough. Cause the bathroom sink, I shave with that hot water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you gotta, you either gotta turn the tank up or you gotta get a, you gotta get a plumber out. Mm. Probably need some new pipes. Now it's not like bad, but it's not hot enough. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? It's never a cold shower, but like try turning the tank up first. Try that first. If that yeah. don't work. Got to get a plumber out there. Plumbers be expensive. Man, I need a motherfucker to take a look at my garbage disposal. Curve hit me up about that same shit this week. I gave him my plumber info. You got a good plumber? Yeah. You black or white? Black. I want a white plumber. <laughs> Fine, nigga. Whatever. <laughs> you want to tell white people what to do when uh, they get to your house? No, nah, I want a receipt. Yeah, I got a receipt too, nigga. <laughs> I want a receipt. He came out and gave me a receipt too. Uh, he wrote it out on a piece of paper? No, it was a digital <laughs> receipt, nigga. He emailed it to me oh, with shit. pictures. Yeah. All right, man, I might get the number from yeah. you. Uh, you got a referral bonus, a discount I don't, code? I don't, get, I don't get no kickbacks. Do I get a discount code? Uh, nigga, it's not my business. I'm just. You just said you needed a plumber. I give you a number. Do with that what you want. Man, you know, niggas don't never want to pay for a price. <laughs> and we be on people. You was just talking about a nigga trying to get free studio time. Uh, no, nah, I ain't say free. I'm just, just asking if it come with a discount code. You no, nah, I didn't. No discount code. <laughs> he came you know, out quick. This advertising, you know what I'm saying? He came out quick. His price was fair. What's a fair price? You were talking about hundreds? It still cost me damn near $200 for what I needed done. What you need done? I had to get all the knobs and shit changed on my uh, tub, and the tub wouldn't stop running. Oh yeah, you did say yeah. uh, you had some. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not. I'm, well, my shit should be cheaper than that. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't bad. I never know what what niggas be thinking about what's bad and what's good. So when I be asking people, how I'm like, we talking hundreds of th- hundreds of dollars or like thousands of dollars and shit because. I don't got thousands of dollars to, to call for a plumber right now. <laughs> Look, man, my homegirl, she got a situation where her downstairs bathroom, they was like, yeah, we're going to have to dig up the basement. It's yeah. going to be like $3,500. She's like, I'm just going to keep having a problem with that bathroom then. I don't, Home ownership is a motherfucker. We need more oversight for contractors and shit like that this shit is a fucking wasteland dog like you don't like there's not like where's the cvs where i go into this place you send the plumber guy out here's the price list it's always oh i know a guy and then you call the guy oh yeah i'll be around there about uh no i need i need john and sons then fuck it because it's always it's never clear cut you know what I'm saying? Like, where your where your buildings look? Where your where the, where the brick and mortar at? They got to see it before they can assess the issue, and then once they assess they the issue, to, they, they try to charge me six thousand dollars to put a fucking 
switch the damn breaker in the, in the basement and run a line. I'm like $6,000, dog. 6500 Oh, you think because I told you I got an EV, I got money. <laughs> I don't. Who the fuck is... All right, man, thanks. Yeah, I'll be... I'll respond back to your email quote. Fuck out of here. 6500 Who the fuck you... This shit ain't but $1,200 gig, dog. It's a $1,200 gig. I know this for a fact. Would you pay $1,200 for it? Yes. Okay. $6,500? Fuck no. $6,500. Nigga, who you think you talking to, dog? $6,500. When you want to get started. He was like, so what'd you think about the quote? Bitch, if you ask me about the quote, you know you fucked up. I'd have been, I didn't research online. Everybody, it's really a $400 gig. But they gonna charge you sixty five hundred is asinine, my nigga. You want to fight? I shoot this bitch up. <laughs> you want to fight? Get your fucking. You drove on my grass. Get your shit out my fucking yard. That's funny. Sixty five hundred, nigga. I can get a nigga killed for sixty five hundred. Okay, <laughs> sixty five hundred. I get you killed <laughs> for sixty five hundred, nigga. I buy this truck that you pulled up in for sixty five hundred and have a muff money to get you killed left nigga that's funny it don't cost anyway that's the that's the nigga shit though niggas gonna give you a quote but that was that was a white nigga though oh white man niggas is not synonymous with just skin tone i i know yeah i don't like that. he thought he could get you i'm like all right my nigga no nah. he seen how you was living he seen that white car he got it as soon as you this say, nigga got it. Because every time you, you ask somebody, like, fam, I need a 240 volt installed. That's it. It could be for a fucking laundry, uh, uh, anything. They'd be like, why? Bitch, because I want a 240 volt right here. Now you got to fucking, like, no, I just, I'm putting a dryer in in the garage. So I need you, I need a 240 volt line. Now I got to start fucking lying to niggas and shit. Because as soon as you, it's like when you say you need a DJ or I need a photographer. For what? For a wedding? Oh, okay. Let me bring out the wedding price. Well, wedding prices is different because you're expecting a different. No, you're if I book a you, if service. I if I book you to DJ an event for two hours, it don't fucking matter what event DJ, it is. Jay, it does matter. It does not. It does. It does not. My wet because you have a different expectation for a wedding DJ as opposed to the nigga DJing your birthday party. Nigga, the birthday party more important. Your wife's wedding is more important, my nigga. If you fuck up the music at my birthday party, I'm beating your ass. He could fuck up the first song between you and your well, wife. How, how about this? I'm paying you money. You're not supposed to fuck up. I don't give a fuck if it's a birthday party. I don't give a fuck. Like That's like saying, uh, I'm working today. Um, at I'm a doctor. I'm doing surgeries today. Is my boss here today? Oh, I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. No, bitch, you're going to do your fucking job every fucking time. It's different, Jay. You, it's not different. You understand it is different. It's not It's Me- not different. Everything costs more when you tell them it's a wedding. Oh, yo, catering? Oh, it's double and triple the price. Why, bitch? This is chicken and this is steak. It don't... If, oh. Me paying you to take pictures of my son at prom is a whole different level of responsibility than me paying you to take wedding pictures the pricing is just different wedding pictures is different for sure um event photography is different for sure than uh let's say headshots whatever if you're being paid to make food it shouldn't matter what the event is how much do you call how much do you charge me to make 
lamb chops for 40 people. Fuck the fuck who is for. How much do you charge to make lamb chops for 40 people? Well, it depends. Is this a brunch? Or <laughs> you feel me? How much do you charge to come out of your house? I got a day rate, right? Yeah. For for video for for, for video, for pictures, whatever. So I'm not coming or showing up for anything under that. So my day rate is gonna be basic. Boom. However, how many how long is it gonna take me to edit? There's a rate for that. How many hours you think I'm uh it's X amount of pictures, da 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 da. Um plus any cost that I may need for well shit, this is gonna be a bit I need another fucking hard drive. I need this, I need that. That's gonna be factored into the cost. Like you giving me a different price because the food is for a wedding versus the food being for my family reunion. That's fucked up. It's the same food, my nigga. It's the perfect example. You won't know. It's the perfect example. Me and a friend argue over this shit to death. I'm right, she wrong, but whatever. So, how much is that Cadillac long sleeve? About 140? Yeah. They gonna finance that bitch for six years. 84 months, right? Mm-hmm. It's the longest you can finance a car. The bank thinks... Six years, 72 months. Well, now they do 84. Okay. So however, however long that fucking is. Well, six years, I mean, five, six years and six months, right? So you're going you gonna to finance this bitch 72 months. Let's say 72 months, all right? You, the bank is going to loan me $140,000. And it says, I think you can pay me my back, my money back plus interest in six years, right? Now, if I go into that same bank, and ask you for $140,000 to buy a fucking house, why you want to stretch this shit out for 30 fucking years? It's the same $140,000 you just lent me. You thought I can pay it back in six years when it was a truck, but now that it's a fucking house, we got to stretch this shit out for, for, for 30 fucking years. No, bitch, give me the six years at the same interest rate. Nah, it's different. What's the difference? It's two different entities. We insured. You, you, you loaning me money. Now, think about this. If I don't pay the house, the house is there. I can't hide the house. The house is there. If I don't pay you for the fucking car, you might never find this bitch again. It's a it's a riskier it's riskier to give me the money for the car because you can di- I can I can destroy the car. So with the house, like I know you're gonna live here for some odd years. Yeah. So we don't have it doesn't have to be quick, Jay. Like we just But I'm gonna stretch it out for thirty years because I'm gonna make more interest over thirty years. I'm gonna make more money. And you feasibly gonna be in a house fifteen, twenty, tw- you might be in this house thirty years. It's it's cool. What did that got to do with the fact that the bank thinks I can pay it back hundred and forty thousand dollars? Well, really more than that, but you can think I can pay it back hundred and forty thousand dollars in six years. But when I tell you it's a house, we gotta pay. We gotta stretch it out for thirty. What? It's the same amount of money. My credit worthiness, everything that you thought about me, you gave me a loan for one hundred and forty thousand dollars. You thought I could pay it back, but when I tell you it's for a fucking house, now there's a different story. Oh, we gotta do the interest different. We gotta stretch this out so it'd be cheaper for you. Cheaper? It's the same one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Fuck what I'm using for. You thought I could pay it back. You looked at my debt-to-income ratio. You looked at everything. The risk is just different. Why? 
I don't know, nigga. I don't work in banking, but it's the same. You used the, to work for one of these mortgage companies, right? I did. Tell you, tell me what the difference is, because I, when I worked at the credit union, I asked some niggas in lending, and they could never give me a straight answer. They would give me a bunch of mumbo jumbo, and they run you in a fucking circle. I say, listen, we sit there and look at somebody's credit worthiness and say, I believe you can pay me this money back in this amount of time. How can when I switch the product, it's different? It's the same amount of money. You got 140000 Now you give it to me. Why is it so different? I don't know. I don't know. This this different, this, this house money different than car money, nigga. And that's it. And that's why niggas continue to get fucked over. And it's different than, you know, because I might give you this 140000 to get you a house. Okay. But I'm not going to give you $140,000 to start your business from the ground up. I ain't going to get that to you. You got too many 140s floating around here. Pay one of these loans back and then we'll talk. Well, I just need the one loan. I need you to tell me it's okay for you to give me, two, give me for the for the caddy. I'm like, nah, actually, I'm going to use this for the script. You just told me you can, I, I'm good for the 140. Fuck, do it matter what I bought? Like, because it, it don't matter what I bought. You know, that's, that's so funny to me because I got a friend of mine that did something similar. Like, the bank gave him like X amount of dollars to buy a car and he went and bought three cars with the money and the bank was tripping like, nah, return the cars. He was like, well, you gave me this money to buy a car. I did. I just bought three instead of buying one. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still going to pay the money back. But I decided I didn't want just to get. No, I, were, I, want, I wanted to charge you individually interest for three different cars so I can make more money on you. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can just go ahead and say it. That's what it's about. Yeah, but the bank was giving them shit because there's, well, we wrote a check. Like, technically, y'all wrote a check to me, you know, such and such Ford dealership. Yeah, yeah. If I got three of them bitches from the Ford dealership, if they all equal up to $38,000, mind the business. No there. harm, no foul. Like, why you care? Yeah, they definitely was trying, they still trying to get that nigga to take them cars back. He's like, nah. My nigga, you I signed the paperwork already, my nigga. You trying to breach you trying to breach the contract? This this not what we gave you that money. This wasn't the intent. My nigga, I asked you defrauded you. us. Prove it. This wasn't the intent of when we gave you that money. You know, oh, I, now I think you're discriminating against me. You thought I can buy it. You thought I could pay it back though. What do it matter what it's mm -hmm. for? It was for one thing. You may not So if I if, so you know how niggas be. One of the cars, the engine blow. Now you don't want to pay that note no more. Well, three cars would be working out better for me then, because before, with this one car that bitch stopped working, nigga, you good luck getting that money back. But I got three. At least I'm still able to drive to work the whole nine yards. I see. I see your point, but like it just don't. It just don't work like that. Just don't work like that. Hey, listen, man. We got to make things work how they work. I mean, we got to, when things ain't working correctly, we just got to fix that shit. And as long as we can be like, all right, fine. I don't understand it. It don't make sense, but we're going to keep doing it. That's how we be fucked up. That's how we accepted credit scores. Who the fuck? 1989 was a wild ass year. We're going to try something different. Yeah. We're going to try something different. Like I was looking at some shit about uh, podcasting. And this week, and the, the the big thing was uh, CPM, right? 
and that's how they pay you out with ads and shit. So like for every thousand people who listen to the ad, we'll give you $14 or, or such and such. And it's like, well, how'd you kind of, how'd you come to that calculation that this ad is worth $14 or $9 per I don't like thousand that number. streams? You know what I'm saying? I don't like that number. But like, how do you, cause that's like the going right. But how'd you, how'd you figure that out? That's what CPMs on YouTube, CPMs on pretty much all this shit work. Now, granted, I do understand that. Like you tell a nigga, yo, to add $4,000, right? What am I going to make $4,000 after I spend $4,000 with you? Cause that's the point of advertising. Yeah. I spend a little bit of money. You advertise it. And then people start spending money with me. So you want to see a return on your investment. Yeah. So I know that there there has to be some sort of middle ground, right? But why you feel I don't know. That's why I think promo codes work best. When you buy something you can actually gauge how many people. Yeah, and you don't like if you want more money, get more people to buy this shit. Use your promo code. Or if I you know what I'm saying? Like, well nigga, ain't nobody use your fucking promo code. Why would I give you four thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars? Like I'd have lost. Can I get my money back because I didn't get $20,000 in business from you? Or the question is, I guess, the, one of the more important questions is, what's your goal with this ad? Is it brand awareness, right? Because now 20,000 people are, are aware of your brand now. That's worth something, right? That's worth more than $9 per thousand, right? But if your goal is to make money, Maybe you shouldn't even run this mattress ad on Shop Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many of our listeners about to go buy a brand new mattress using Shop Talk as the as the promo code. You feel me? Because they heard it on the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it don't. You never fucking know. But mm-hmm. uh, you did say Mott sent in, sent in a voice. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Shop Talk, what's happening, family? Uh, it's Macho. I'm gonna be real brief. Um, yo, so I think that Killer Mike should win the Grammy Rap Album of the Year for Michael, right? Um, given what he's up against and uh, those who are nominated, I think Michael should definitely win. But I think he's very fortunate that they don't put that album up against Magic Three. They lucky Magic Two nominated because I'm not gonna lie, I haven't stopped listening to Magic Three. I ain't listening to I ain't listening to Michael in months, and I know I know it's such an emotional album. It's spiritual. It's like it's a good feeling album, but the replay value ain't what Magic Three is to me. So that's just me. I think he's quite fortunate that Magic Two is the album that he's up against. I mean, he still may get Magic Three, but in my eyes, Magic Three is the rap album of the year. But y'all know I'm biased, though. So, yo, that's just what it is, man. Y'all have a great one, man. Peace. Happy holidays to y'all. Whatever y'all celebrate. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever y'all do, man. Enjoy the holidays, man. I'll holler at y'all. Peace. Much why I can't. P.S. I know y'all going to disagree because I know y'all love that Michael album. Me too. But, man, I just be wanting to hear Nas talk that fly shit, man. That shit be more inspiring, man. Hearing him talk that fly shit, man. But, yo, Michael's very dope. My bad. I'm out for real, for real this time. Uh, I'll be honest with you, dog. I haven't listened to Magic 3 a whole bunch. Not because, like, I don't like it. Uh, I just can't stop listening to Michael. Um, I like Magic 3. I really do. I think it's a dope-ass album. But we not 
we we not talking two and the same. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like, oh, it's apples and oranges, because it's really not. It's two really good albums, but for I you, think I think content wise, it's two different things. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you put that fly shit up against that spiritual, that real shit, that shit that's talking to me. That's also sounds pretty fly with some of these beats and the rhymes and the raps and all that other good shit. I don't think Michael's gonna win though. I I just I just feel like I'm gonna be on the pod right after the Grammys explaining how how they fucked this up. I really wish he will win. I hope he wins. He um, deserves to win. But and like, I don't say that D word much, but I believe Killer Mike deserves to win. Yeah, man. I, um, I hope so. I've been listening to a lot of Andre Three Thousand this week. The flute, yo. Andre also mentioned. I was listening to him on um, on Quest Love podcast. He said he he kind of irritated that niggas keep calling this shit a flute album, and there's so many more instruments than the actual flute. It's so many different wind instruments and like other people playing. He like that shit kind of disrespectful when niggas keep calling it a flute album. I'm like, hey man, you got a point. It's not just a flute album. Okay, well, whatever. You've been listening to that album. Um, I've been listening to Love Below. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to Love Below, and I've been listening to um, Outkast. Like the album they released in like 2001. But kind of like, it's not a, really pretty much like a greatest hits, but it's just called Outkast. Um, but the Love Below, I dare to say, it's 98% perfect. I don't like the Dracula song. Okay. Um, and it's like, maybe like the last song on the album is one of them that's kind of weird. Um, but other than that, man, it's just really good. And I, I totally did not always feel this way. I love the love below. I feel like I should have got a, I deserved a visual for She Lives in My Lap. That's one of my favorite songs. Off there of was album. a visual for that. You sure? I think Rosario Dawson was in it. She's on the song. I think, hold on. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I had to take a look at it. Yeah. I don't remember a visual from She Lives in My Lap. Yep. It was an Idlewild version. So it was just like an Idlewild mm, and shit. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember watching that shit because I remember they was like in the. On the grass and some shit. I like to be in the grass with Rosario Dawson. Boy, I used to love that woman, dog. She looked a little different than she used to in um, got no He Got Game. Like her, she like she's still beautiful, but she looks old, dirty. I don't think that she. I don't think it's that she. Oh, her facial, everything looks different. I don't know, but in He Got Game, you couldn't tell me nothing. Couldn't tell me nothing. Uh, I listened to him on um, the that podcast. He told a really interesting story about the three to four times he ran into Prince, and um, it's really interesting. So if you ever get a chance to listen to the the um, Quest Love Supreme, I think that's what it's his podcast called. Him Fonte is on there, okay, and a couple other people who are on the podcast. 
This is a really good, a really good conversation. With, with, with you know Dre. what I was thinking, like when Andre was like he ain't had nothing to rap about. He gave us, you gave us a dope ass verse on Life of the Party, like a year ago on Kanye shit. Like you got shit to rap about, my nigga. I didn't come up with that. I came to the studio and y'all already was vibing, and I took y'all vibe and I added on to it. But you know what he also did? Uh, he also said, um, he said something interesting. He was like. He kind of mad at the the reception of like the quote unquote flute album, and he was like, "Yo, I didn't, I didn't like expect niggas to be this mad that I didn't put out a rap album because I never told y'all niggas I was putting out a rap album." He was like, "I get it, y'all been waiting for seventeen years for this album, but I ain't been waiting for nothing." And when he was like, "I haven't been waiting for anything," I just he's like, "I just been out here living life." It, I, he said, "I could see if I was like." Yo, I got. To, I'm working on this album. Working on this album. Like I, I ain't never say nothing to none of y'all about ever putting out anything. He right. And then I put out. We just mad at ourselves. And I was like, damn. But when he was like, I get it. Y'all was waiting for this. So da da da. But like, I wasn't waiting for anything. I was and like, I never <laughs> promised you anything either. <laughs> and uh, it's it's interesting hearing his perspective on. <laughs> you know what I things. promised you? Shit, shit. Yeah. Uh, now put that in your stocking and stuff it. I ain't promise you shit. And from what I gathered from that conversation, he never really was that. He like so when they first was starting to do some shit as Outcast, they went to like a talent show or a showcase or some shit, and niggas didn't like them, right? Didn't like the group. And he was like, "Well, we did that shit. All right." And then Big Boy had to be like, no, nah, like we should like we gonna keep going, keep going. He was like, I tried it, didn't didn't work out. All right, that's how I kind of <laughs> felt like a shop talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm, if it didn't work, I just all right. I mean, whatever. And um, then you call me again next Friday. Everybody don't. Everybody don't got that. Everybody's not motivated by the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He was explaining like I don't like doing my old. I don't like doing old songs. And I'm like. He was like, because I got to get back into the feeling of who I was then. I'm not that person no more. So what if my songs is like, so what if I'm, who do I, who, who's a good person in example? I would use Mace. Like, remember when Mace first left the church and, well, he left Bad Boy and went to the church and he had yeah. everything like that. Like, he probably didn't want to talk about fucking bitches and getting hoes doing this song, them old songs. And we're like, I'm not that person right now. Right, but that comeback, that welcome back album wasn't that. It was just yeah. like happy, I guess. Yeah, I'm confused by Mace though. I don't, I don't, I don't know a, where he stands today. He's a human though, right? So we can't be too confused. But like when he was talking about the Anthony Edwards stuff, for some reason I knew that was the route he was about to go because he just looked different that morning. And uh, I was like, oh shit! Well, I guess you like. What, what you feel about this Anthony Edwards shit? I mean, I just think it's a sad state of affairs where we just trivial with life. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, yo, I'm gonna give you money, kill that baby. And we just had a we just had a point right now where I can kill a baby. And I, the only thing that's interesting to me is that like I seen some comments, people saying he's crass and this and that, and it's a baby, blah blah blah. But y'all just got finished arguing for the right to kill the baby all last year, all this year. 
So which one is it? The thing about it is like with motherhood, a mother is, becomes a mother as soon as she, as soon as the point of conception, as soon as she knows and confirms she's pregnant, she's a mother. According to who? Her feelings, but like the baby is growing inside of you. You, it's your innate nature to take care of it, to so take care do, of your baby. When do I become a father? Once you see the baby. Says who? You don't have the same type of connection because it's not grown inside of you. Like yo, so yo. Who, who says that because it grown inside of you, you love that baby more? I done seen some pictures. I seen a friend of mine drinking forties while she was pregnant, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Was in a fucked up situation, drinking, drinking alcohol, drinking forties, smoking weed while that baby was there. Then the baby still got the the baby still was born, not normal. You feel me? But like everybody don't. Everybody don't just cause that baby inside of you. So naturally I'm giving like a, a blanket statement to it, but like, cause it's nuance and everything, but like, I, I'm so the reason I actually said Sue, because I'm very familiar with that saying, right? The mama become a, a mom immediately. The father after the boy, after the boy, that's not true for me and for others, because when your children was on the way, you ain't think about fatherhood at all till they came out. No. Or was you out here preparing? Like, shit, I got to get some shit in order. I'm about to be somebody's father. No, like, I, especially as I started having more kids, like, that news would, like, okay, like, I got to do A, B, C, and D because in six months they're going to be here and I'm going to need these things set up. So, like, no, I get it for me. But for some people, especially somebody that's not necessarily in love or attached to the woman, you know, like, you're you're. you're you're a functioning human being. You know fucking raw can lead to a baby. So stop fucking raw. Use a condom. Pull out. Do a plan B pill. Like more than after. Something like there's a process for this shit. Especially when you're an NBA player, you probably do this shit often. Like get a better plan. It's not like the fucking stone ages where I know I'm about to get a pregnant. Like nigga, <laughs> we know what the fuck is going on. And he playing all over the country. In some countries, he playing all over the country, different states, right? Some states may not be keen on birth control or keen on, on abortion. On abortion, yeah, fam, you play all over the fucking world. You was in the Olympics. Take better care of yourself, my nigga, because we act like life is an inconvenience for us, and you should never made the life. Like we literally got carte blanche to kill a baby. I know people don't like when I say that shit. But it is what it is. It's a. It is what it is, right now. The the we try and sugarcoat it, we, but I mean we try to sugarcoat. We shouldn't sugarcoat it. It just is what it is, and you could be perfectly fine with doing that, right? Like it's 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 our choice. But your moral compass starts to change a little bit when it's a multi-million dollar athlete, and he just signed a two hundred million dollar contract to play basketball, and he's what twenty two, twenty three years old. Now I don't want to get rid of this baby. Yeah. Because it's, it's probably more financially lucrative for me to go through with this process. But what Mace was saying, like, what's missing in all these situations? Because what's my man for uh, who couldn't get over in Canada and shit? Beat up his, his... Miles Bridges. Like, we missing the God portion, my nigga. We keep dividing up everything. Or This is wrong. This is wrong, family. Ain't nobody got God in their life. Like right now, more than ever, it's perfectly fine to be perverse. No 
religion at all. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Christianity. I don't believe in Islam. I don't believe in nothing. This is this and this is like I've never seen a generation like this. We still had church in school. We had church in school initially growing up. Now this shit crazy. There was still the influence of church. Yeah. Because even what? in the Pledge of Allegiance, it spoke about God. Look, man, hate it or love it, this country is going to shit without religion being the backbone. Because the religion, whether you believe it's real or not, or that's the one that you subscribe to, it got a set of rules and quote-unquote morals. And when people believe in something and everybody believes in the same thing, there is a one accord that people are that, that move on. We are not moving on one accord. When you just say, when we always talk about the social constraint that we've all made a silent agreement with one another to follow certain social cues. Yeah. But as soon as people, if enough of us wake up today and say, I'm not going to follow the rules, that's when the anarchy starts. Yeah. And the rules, what kept you in quote unquote rules were your morals that you learned in church. Ten Commandments, nigga. Fuck what you believe. Thou shalt not kill. Steal. Cover they neighbor's, neighbor's wife. wife. Steal they neighbor's cow or whatever the fuck. Envious. Hate. All that other stuff. Them just 10 rules that's pretty good. Whatever religion or not. Right? Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't cover my stuff. Like. Don't look at my wife with lust. Yeah. Like there's just a couple. Of, don't be gluttonous. Look at America. We gluttonous in the motherfucker. Yeah. You feel me? Like. Them is just some basic rules that we should probably all follow. But when everybody is so anti-authority, so anti-church, so anti-God, we have no base, we don't have one accord, if everybody is not following the same rules, we it's, it's anarchy. That's what we got right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we so cold and so callous that I go ahead and do a particular act with a person knowing good and damn well that I got a possibility I might get this person. Matter of fact, the second you don't pull out correctly, you know when you didn't. You convince yourself that you did, or you know that motherfucking condom slipped off or bust. No, my nigga, you, you've had that conversation with yourself like, yeah, I got a little bit in her. I got a... I, nigga, as a father of multiple children... And they ask, did you... Did you no, I didn't. Or you come out... Like so, you, and, and, look, my nigga, at forty-two years old, I know my dick, and I know when I get to them last, you know, it's, am, am it's I gonna, dangerous. Am I gonna push it to the limit, or am I gonna pull it out? And sometimes, depending on who it is, the evening, how I feel, to the limit, to the limit. Or sometimes I look at my subject, and I'll be like, "Not you, or, not today, not ever." Or this is asking a lot for a 22, 23-year-old with a $200 million contract. But you got a girlfriend who lives and stays with you, my nigga. Just has sex with her, dog. It's cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper. Because now you knocked up an OnlyFans model. Prostitute. Yes, basically. You, you knocked up a girl who sell pussy on the internet. Prostitute. And now she is, because of the, the way y'all text exchanges went, she not getting rid of that baby. You're going to be a baby father. And then the woman that you was with currently, who's about to have your baby, what if she leaves you? And now, my friend, you got two babies by two different women who hate your fucking guts and will take 
33 66% of your money. 30 they they only get 33%. A piece. No, no, total. When they when they file that. Oh, well, okay. That's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, depending on where she filed that might be a little and, be different. You know, you might have to afford me the same lifestyle that you live and where you live at, my friend. Well, I need to downgrade my lifestyle. But you know what I'm saying? Well, you got 200 million. You can afford X amount of all that stuff because you made bad decisions, my G. And you made the bad decision only because you knew if it got inconvenient for inconvenient for you, you can end the life. Or you could hope that you would end the life. You hope that she play ball. You hope this hundred thousand and will entice her to do what you want her to do, or she could be like, "Ah, oh, fuck you." I just want. I just. I just. In my personal opinion, God ain't pleased. Like, fam, stop creating life just to get rid of it. Not pleased with none of us. We all doing wrong. No, God pleased with me. I can't. I can't. I, I cannot agree that God ain't pleased with. Something. You ain't doing no wrong, Jason. I do wrong all the time, but God gives me grace. Okay. But he, I, I'm not creating life for the for the purpose of of destroying it either, though. I don't think because God says that these humans were His greatest creature, His greatest creation, and I'm not creating that just to destroy it. Okay. Because literally, that's what it is. I got you a hundred thousand dollars, man. You read that motherfucking baby. I mean, I think that's a comparable offer. I mean. It's just wild, man. I mean, and and I don't want to sound crass and nasty about it, but I mean, hundred thousand for your inconvenience. But you ain't never had to kill something that grew inside of you, because she said she did it once and feel horrible over it, right? So to your point earlier, when that shit was growing inside of you, you never felt that way. I haven't. So I don't know how you would feel. After you, what if you haunted by the one that you got rid of? I could cry with a hundred thousand in my bank account. I'm pretty certain of that. A hundred thousand in California ain't shit, my nigga. No, 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 don't let me live in San Francisco. Okay, word. That shit ain't nothing. All right, but it's a hundred thousand more than what you had yesterday, and it's one less life that I had yesterday. So, matter of fact, if if it's if it's gonna be about the money. Nigga, it's cheaper for me to keep the fucking baby. Fuck your hundred thousand. You about to have to pay child support. That's a bad deal. Yeah, it is. You're gonna be paying child support for the next eighteen years, or for however long you're gonna be in the NBA. Why the fuck would I take a hundred thousand? I mean, you'll still pay child support for eighteen years. Now you may be able to modify the amount. Modify later, but nigga, I'm broke now. She got it all. They got it all. That's a bad deal. Yeah. hundred grand. What do with that, nigga? You'll figure buy yourself a new car, buy a condo. I don't know. What if I got money? I, I'm an OnlyFans. I got money already. All right, but now you got an extra hundred thousand dollars. That I'm shit sure sound that, poor as hell. I'm That's, sure it helps. That shit sound like you coming from a place of lack. You gotta come from a place of abundance. Jay, even if you already sitting on half a ticket, if I gave you an extra hundred thousand versus you, the more money I can get from child support. Look, my nigga. Who knows if you're going to make it nine months? What does that mean? You though? can have a miscarriage. Something could happen. You may not You may not make it. Now, now you don't get nothing. 
Look how callous we is with life, dog. Yeah, that probably did <laughs> sound a little, look how that did sound a little dark. Life, like, nigga, oh, I got an extra $100,000. Nigga, my life not so fucked up that I, I, I get up and eat every morning. I, I come in, like, I can do shit. I'm normal. Send a video. I mean. Send a video. Shit tough, man. That shit tough. You know, I ain't a multi-millionaire yet, so. Uh, I just know if I was a multi-millionaire right now, I'd probably take a little bit more care with trying to keep my millions. I wouldn't talk to that girl crazy via text. Even if I hate that bitch guts, I pick up that phone. Hey, how you doing? You get how how, how late are you? <laughs> I'm getting now. I'm getting sick of talking to her like that. Like nigga, you ain't. I said four words. Now you are getting sick of talking to her. Well, how sick you gonna fucking be when you gotta send this motherfucker forty two thousand dollars a month for the next? Like, come on, man. Just use your brain, dog. I mean, I get it, but like, Jay, you ain't never had a baby mama. You ain't never had somebody like, you ain't never been through that shit. And it, 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 it'll make you mad real quick. It'll go from, oh, hi, bitch, if you don't get off my motherfucking phone with that fuck shit. How much they asking for me, Dane? Like, you a regular nigga. Like, they not asking you for millions of fucking dollars. They may not, but it's relative to what I'm making. Another three fifty a month could like put me in a tough position. It's not putting him in a tough position. He make two hundred million. It's not the same. It's Even not if the you same. Make, if you make two hundred million and they still taking a third of that away from you, like nigga. So if that's gonna be the case, then put your big boy fucking pants on. Talk nice to this motherfucker for a week and a half until you get the outcome that you want. But being uh, cold hearted. Talking shit back and forth to her. Now your ass on the internet, and now she not getting rid of that baby. But you so, in the worst position because you would eat your fucking words and be nice for fucking forty five minutes. But sometimes that ice cold pimping to get you the end result that you want too. That nigga ain't no fucking pimp. He a simp. He paying the OnlyFans bitch for some pussy. That nigga is not a pimp. But I'm just saying sometimes. What are you saying? Sometimes talking to her rough get you the desired results too. You see, she she'll you, you show her that you're not results. playing you're not playing around. Okay, unless you rate Caruth. Bitch, I'm not. I'm Unless you rate Caruth, bitch, you just talking. And now I expose you on the internet. I'm not getting rid of this baby and run a good percentage of your money. Or I could have just. He, he don't know how to talk to her. I, I, I show him. I show him. Damn, you got five. I show him. You, you, you got three baby mamas. I, show I don't think you showed him. <laughs> I don't think you talked. I don't think you showed him. <laughs> I, I show him. I don't, I don't think you showed him, dog. <laughs> it could have been more. It could have been more for me. I showed them. You got to put that fear in their heart. You got to put that fear in their heart. Sort of like that fear I put in Virgil's heart. That's why he didn't show up today. You got to put that fear in their heart. All right, man. I love you, Virgil. I don't want you trying to cancel my Twitter page. I I told that nigga I stopped taking straight shots at him. I love you, Virgil. Edit that out for me. Edit that out for me. That's in there, dog. Okay. I got a music pick of the week. I I think I sent it to you you already. Uh, my music pick of the week comes from Big Rebel City for the Lords. He had a stretch money camp. Yo. 
you wouldn't believe how getting cheese make niggas grieve when you achieve your every dream don't let shit come in between you and your team by any means to get this cream run up your scheme ball like kareem vs is bling blick with the beam yeah red supreme make niggas lean i swear to god on everything this rebel thing that made me king like the plug came from Medellin, we made a way out of no way. You moving slow, stay out my lane. You went away. I put this shit on every day, in every way. Ain't no delay. I set it up and execute the play. This for them lords, don't need awards. Stack it and hoard and put it toward. Uh, moving forward, I want it all on all the courts. Tougher than forts, we cut like swords. Uh, big old plays for big rewards. This for the bosses, for taking losses. I'm dating contracts. I see they pushing that heavy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the, shout out to Big Rebel City. He's the owner bes- behind uh, the clothing label, uh, Fearless Rebels. Oh, word? Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. Support the label. Support the clothing brand, Fearless uh, Rebels. Hey, yo, we need a couple hoodies and T-shirts, too. Just holler at us. We love to talk to you. You've been here. You've been through here hella times before. Uh, but it's Big Rebel City. Name of the track again is For the Lords off his album. Oh Lord. Mm. Uh, whose man's is this? Jonathan Majors. Uh, Leading white bitches long. Um, uh, one he was convicted on two lesser charges misdemeanor assault and a misdemeanor harassment but was cleared of any wrongdoing in the two major assaults um the same ones that she got arrested for by the way and um she he got in trouble because he removed her fingers from his phone and then he moved her body out of his way so he could run off into a sprint and then she chased him um, I have no idea why these two misdemeanors went to a jury trial, um, but it's probably the uh, the black the first black DA in New York City. Um, that male had I don't know why this went there. I, I literally this is usually played out. And um, but he uh, you know he trying to make a statement. He trying to make a name for himself. Yeah, don't put your nigger hands on white women. That's what he's trying to say. Uh, but my host man's just goes to Jonathan Majors, not because he is a black man who got, in my opinion, um, an all white juror with one black woman. Um, by the way, it's one black woman and everybody else was white. Um, so, and that after the trial, she had her fucking head down. <laughs> you you fucked up, okay? You fuck, didn't help that black man out. Fuck with me, hung jury, fight me fuck you gonna do to me either y'all changing y'all mind or y'all running this shit back because ain't no fucking way i'm letting this shit ride but that's just me uh my who's man is going to jonathan majors because you told that white woman she needs to be more like Coretta scott king and uh michelle obama and my nigga fuck is wrong with you you do not know michelle obama i've never heard Coretta scott king speak utter two words you, nigga i'm older than you and they was gone <laughs> like is Coretta still, Scott King still alive? Impossible. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea, but it's impossible, nigga. <laughs> because she would have came out this week and been like, nigga, leave my name out this shit. Keep um, my name 
<laughs> keep my <laughs> what a fucking uh, Martin Luther King came back from the dead said keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth just because you dress like a silver act like you from the silver rights um, era doesn't mean that you know Coretta Scott King Miss well, King has been dead since 2006 my nigga would you relax telling her white woman to be more like Coretta Scott King Boy, now allegedly she don't even know what that means. She, and she not. And I'll be here. honest, nigga. Tell me what it means. <laughs> tell me what it means. I need you to be arrogant, elegant. That nigga called the police. Wouldn't nobody call the? She didn't call the police. That nigga, the reason he in jail. Arrogance. That nigga called the police. Like, yeah, I just got back. He called it on the nine one one tape. He was like, my ex, nigga. Y'all just. We are <laughs> we just broke up minutes ago. We never even said the words. I don't want to be with you no more. You just took off into a sprint. He was like, "Yeah, she in here, uh, possible suicide. She naked from the waist down." It was like, "Is she breathing?" Like, "Yeah, she breathing." Like, "Is she? Did she fall? Hit her head?" He's like, "I don't think so." Um, she was saying some crazy shit earlier. She got a scratch behind her ear. How the fuck you know she got a scratch behind her ear? I moved her over. Yeah, but anywho, you know. He was just too comfortable. He thought he was not. I don't know what they thought he was. You move with a different arrogance when you don't think you're going to jail. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. My and nigga, all intents and purposes, he did the right thing. And my nigga fucked up that marble bag. Marble wanted that nigga the fuck out of here, dog. You wasn't fucking with Kane the Conqueror. I enjoy all the shit. I liked all the. I liked the Loki series. I liked. I like all that shit. But that shit is doing horrible, and people are saying they hate that shit. And they was like, oh, we can get up from under this bag. We're going to change the fucking phase five ain't working. So uh, we bring it in phase six because uh, they do. They trying to do the um, they trying to bring in Galactica or whatever the fuck. They they trying to do something else. And they got to introduce Do- Dr. Doom. Yeah, going. Dr. Doom and shit. Um, and they saying for the X-Men, Mr. Sinister might be the villain for the X-Men movie. Yeah, they already shooting. um Wolverine is in the new Deadpool movie. I seen some um, behind the scene grabs and shit. That bright ass yellow and blue suit, yeah. like the cartoons and shit. I don't. That suit look kind of corny. It's just um, time to move on though. The Kang shit. Yeah, they try. They like nigga. We can mask it this shit. But uh, also like, it ain't worth it for for the company. You got a conviction of assault on your record. Now we are not gonna talk about the nuance because who talks about nuance, right? They look at your charges. You were convicted for hitting a white woman. That's what it looked like. No one looking at the transcript. Because nobody's going nobody to dig in to be on your side. If you go through Otis right now and look at anybody name on there, you're looking at them charges and you making up in your mind what they did. Yeah. Right? Now, you that's what you're doing. There's no nuance. There's no, no there's no chance for you to be like. Well, there's a story. I know this says assault, but the the quote unquote assault was me pulling my coat because somebody had me. And when I pulled my coat, she slipped. So now I assaulted her. Now that bitch just say you assaulted a white woman. That's what they say. So that's what the court of popular opinion is gonna say. Yeah. And then when you got a conviction, even though they misdemeanors, that nigga pay a seventy dollar fine and get the fuck on. It's convictions and it's a white woman. You just you just fucked yourself, my nigga. But I think if anybody should if if you want to look at a blueprint of what you should do in that situation, you should get your phone and get the fuck on, get away from that bitch. And that's what he did. 
he called the police because I came back to the crib. She ain't here. Nah, you ain't about to kill yourself in my fucking apartment. You ain't finna white woman me. Mm-mm. You, if I, you and this bitch, no pants on, passed out. Talking about nah, you you ain't about to find no dead white woman in my apartment. Hey yo, police, yo yo, get this motherfucker. He did what you supposed to do. You call the police. You run. You remove yourself from the situation. He had to get his phone back though, because allegedly the girl he dating now is the one who texted him like, yo, I wish I was kissing you. Hey, niggas gotta get their phone. Gotta get my phone. Niggas back. gotta get their phone. Now, just just plain and simple. When I pried your little fingers off my phone, that's the quote unquote. That's assault. the assault. And apparently he said that in the text message. He like admitted to like, I'm sorry if I hurt your finger when I move your finger off my phone. Uh, uh, assault. Yeah. Bullshit. That's some bullshit. Because it wouldn't be no assault if you didn't assault me. Let me tell you something. Ain't that retaliation? Ain't that self-defense? I don't know what it is, but I've I've removed fingers from my phone more than once. You got to get your phone. Or I guess in this particular situation, you just got to let them have it. And call the police immediately. Yeah, because if you steal somebody's cell phone, that's like some federal shit. Bitch stole my cell phone. Not, that's she a, a terrorist. Which phone was it? If it's the iPhone 15 Pro Max, one terabyte, that bitch gets about two grand. Not as grand larceny after a certain after what nine hundred dollars is larceny. Yeah, it's not petty. That's no just more. a regular phone. That's just yeah. a regular fifteen. Yeah, uh, this larceny. That's now. my fifteen Pro Max. Yeah, this is grand larceny. Lock her up. Do you want to? Do you want to press Full, charge? The fullest extent of the law. <laughs> the fullest. And I'm writing a victim impact statement. <laughs> like, Your Honor, um, I have contracts. I have, I have information. I have, I have Hollywood. Look, I, I got I, P. Diddy tapes on here. <laughs> I, I got a friend of mine doing some shit. You know, he got his ex-wife on child support because shout the, out to him, man. Because, because the, the baby lived with him, and she ain't paid in a few years, and he, you know, got it enforced, and they arrested her. She and, got paid. Ten percent of the pack, the back, the back, back through to get out, right? She, yeah, she pretty high up there, and and I'm like, nigga, you gonna like follow? Th-? He said, nigga, to he said we'll go to trial, we'll go to trial before I let it go. Yeah, so when you, I mean, to, but if the shoe was on the other foot, she'd do the same thing to him. When you go to jail for child support, you got your bond is ten percent of your back pay. Yeah, and I didn't see plenty of niggas sit up in that bitch for that. You you can sit for quite a long time. Yeah. Because if you, nigga, look, if I owe 15000 could I come up with fifteen? Like, a lot of us can't come up with $1,500. Average American cannot cover a $700 accident or expense. So you in jail. You in jail. Jonathan, you fucked that bag up. Also, the, whose man is this T.D. Jakes? Your name is wrapped up in some shit that it should never be wrapped up in. You should never be at a PDD party, let alone your name be associated with some of that nasty shit that they say sex. you were doing. Sex. With men. Sex. Is what they said. They said that nigga was a power bottle. They said, not me. Fuck is a power bottle. I don't know. I don't care. Google it. No, Google it's not on my search history. They'll use that shit against me in court. Uh, Jason, y'all, you were Googling a power bottle? Nah, sorry. Hey, man, I don't want that to be true for the for the minister, but... uh, Wouldn't be the first time uh, a mega pastor been caught messing around with 
And you know what? It, it's not going to be the last. That nigga got really skinny before he died, too, didn't he? Yeah, to make. I'm not going to go there. He did. He, like, and he just got yeah. sick out of nowhere. When you got to go, you got to go. When you got to make a quick exit. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even going there. I'm not even going there. Let's just cue up the bitty music. I don't, I don't want to be that nigga. I'm not going there tonight, man. <laughs> Cause you trying you trying to walk me down that path with you, and I'm righteous. Go down I'm not, there with TDJ. I'm, I'm not. All right, man. It's your man Dave. Three underscores three one three on Instagram, uh, on TikTok. Wild Dame three one three on uh, Twitter. Hey yo, your man's went viral viral with a tweet uh, this week. So go look at my tweets. It had like sixty seven thousand retweets. So I'm out here. So book and info will be in the bio this week. If you want me to come out, it's going to be 50K. Yo, he called this shit. He said, what if T.D. Jakes, what if you find out T.D. Jakes was fake? Would you play, would you change faiths or understand that it's man's mistakes? It's man's mistakes. Mm. I still believe in Big Jesus around here. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, baby. Uh, shout out to y'all, man. 401 episodes. Shout out to us. Because technically we just gave y'all niggas damn near four hours of potting. You only gonna hear two minute, two hours of it, because the other hour and forty minutes. It's just up, practice, man. You it's, know what I'm it's, it's practice. We just flexing our muscles. What's so dope though, we gave y'all a whole different podcast. You feel me? A whole different podcast. And this podcast was inspired by Uncle Nearest and Doucet. Yeah. Anywho, uh Shop Talk documentary coming soon. When you see the boy in the black, you know who you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I hope y'all have a, a happy and a safe Merry Christmas. Uh, shout out to Jesus because it's his birthday. Um, yeah, will we record again before the new year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, y'all have um, good holidays, man. Love on them kids. Love on your family. Love on your, your loved ones, man. Enjoy it. Yeah. Listen to Shop Talk with them as a family. Absolutely. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you're at. Chop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Day. Hell yeah. Peace.